Welcome to God Mode Unlocked episode 70, where we're gonna start things off with a story. I've been waiting to tell you this story for like a week now. So, we have an ongoing thing on this podcast where we basically bash Sam <laughs> on accident, but as much as humanly possible. I think we just tell the truth. And yeah, yeah. It is what it is. It's not really a stretch, it just kind of happens. That's so Sega, is what we, what we say. So, I've got this new employee at work who's in his mid 40s. And he's kind of well-traveled. You know, he's worked in a lot of different places. And we're talking at work the other day. And he's like, yeah, it's, you know, during the 90s, I worked for Sega. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I worked for Sega. And he tells me the whole story. He he worked on their arcade machines, wow. actually. So he's telling me the whole story. And, and I said, how were they to work for? Because, you know, we always talk so much about Sega. And Sega is such a historic company. And he's like, well... Let me tell you, he's a southern guy. So yeah. he's, he's got a southern accent. He's like, well, let me tell you this. He's like, eventually, things came about and a lot of us got laid off. So I got laid off. And he's like, let me tell you, Ryan, I've been on unemployment a few times, but I never got handed an unemployment check faster than when I walked into the unemployment office and said, hello, I just lost my job with Sega. <laughs> he, 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 said, he said, no joke. He said whenever he's had, had to go to the unemployment office, they do a very thorough review of all everything you're saying to make sure it's accurate. Yeah. He said he walked in, told them his name, that he's with Sega, and they said, oh, you're with Sega? He said, yeah. <laughs> and they basically said, here you go, Here's sir. Yeah. Because it was we- like so well known <laughs> that basically if you work for Sega or, or worked for you're Sega. Done. Yeah. Just, just hand, hand them the money. Don't even ask. Don't waste your time. I, I like I don't think he was laughing, but I was laughing so hysterically. <laughs> like, he probably was like, "Why yeah, is this he, so funny?" He probably didn't know what. That yeah, he's like, "Why is this so funny?" To 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 yeah, yeah, because he didn't really really even work on the video game side. He has really no knowledge of the video game side. Yeah, he was like, "We worked on the mechanical stuff. That's all I. That's yeah, all I'm, I know." I, I'm always amazed that um, you know we don't see more people on Reset Era or. You know, just just around the, the internet. Work for companies. Yeah, that work for these companies that are like the actual coders and stuff that are like you know. Well, everybody thinks that Cloverill, that Xbox insider that seems to leak everything. Yeah. He either has to work for Xbox, or he like, he's literally like somebody high up's kid or something. But I mean, because you see, they have hundreds, to know who he is and they have to know that he's leaking all this. You, you see hundreds of people developing like every single game. Oh yeah. And yet, how many of them do you actually, like, nope. I mean, do you ever see them on Twitter, like, with in their bio? They I mean, honestly, the way today's internet you see, like, culture the, is, they probably don't want the attention. You, you see, like, the directors and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, the, the real big wigs. The they're, community they're, they're like, Yeah, stuff. they're sort of, like, allowed to talk. Yeah. But everybody else is just ghosts. They honestly like, probably you, don't you want... Never, you never meet they them. They probably don't want hear the flag, them. though. Because you know how it is, like... Especially if you're a coder and it's yeah. like some bug or something like that, you're gonna be getting thousands of yeah. people tweeting at you. Just like game, that, I mean, you screwed this up. I've so never bad. seen it where, you know, people are trashing a game on a forum yeah. and somebody comes rushing in and goes, you know, I did that. You know, yeah, how well, dare you? Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> well, what was I've it? Was never it, seen it. Was it somebody at Respawn who kind of like lashed back and called? What was he called gamers like idiots or lazy or something like that? Not yeah. too long ago. It yeah, was on Reddit I think I, or something. Yeah, I think I remember that. Uh, I don't remember exactly what he had said, but but that that got some backlash. Yeah. Um, but you're right. I mean, a lot of them probably have non-disclosure. I mean, for, especially yeah, you're probably right there too. 
Um, but you're 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 probably right. It's probably better just to say nothing. They probably don't want. Just, it. They just, probably don't want it. Yeah, it's just stress that they don't need. Because you would get ten thousand people. Oh yeah, you know, like hitting you up. For Unless you were really trying to build a name for yourself with the public for a reason, like you want to start your own company or something like that. Yeah. There's probably really no reason. I mean, to do it. If you're if you're a Sega developer, I think you're safe. But. Yeah, well, they haven't made a game in ten years. Uh, so the biggest talk of the land, well, one of them, was uh, the launch of the Witcher Netflix series this week. It was the day it came out. I woke up and it was the number one trending hashtag on Twitter. So the masses definitely were watching this. Um, we, we I watched the first episode. You watched the first. Two, you said. Yeah. Maybe three. I, I can't remember where I just left off. I've heard people on the internet say good things about this show. Yeah. Anybody I've met in real life has not had anything good to say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not not trashing it really, but what did you think? You, I guess we'll well, start there. I mean, we, we discussed a little bit. Um, and we, we said that I, I think a lot of people that don't like it. Yeah. Or going in hearing, like, this is going to be Netflix's Game of Thrones. Yeah. And then they rush in and they, they get there and it's like, this, is, this isn't Game of Thrones yeah. at all. Like, yeah. You know, it's it's about, like, one guy, essentially. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Game of Thrones is about a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and to a lesser extent, like, two women. But, so I think just, I think just that, the, the way the story is told, the way it's, it's centered around just these three characters... Rubs people the wrong way that, yeah. that are looking for like a Game of Thrones, like a massive yeah story. So being I, told. I think you know that's probably a lot to do with why. It's yeah. Now what what do I think about yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know it's Netflix. Yeah. The disappointing part to Netflix to me is like you hear the budget for this thing and you're like yeah. wow this is gonna be amazing this is gonna be incredible then you sit down and you watch it and it's like. This looks like a sci-fi channel. Like, <laughs> is it ten episodes? Eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit better than yeah. like a cable television show yeah. in some ways. Yeah. But then you hear the the budget and you just think, well, where did all the money go? Well, they paid Henry Cavill probably thirty million dollars. Yeah. Um, it was really hard for me. It was really hard for me. Like I, I was really having a hard time stomaching it in the beginning. And the main reason, well, several reasons. A, I think Henry Cavill's costume is terrible. Yeah. He, lo- he looks like a modern day big like mo- like bodybuilder. Yes. And he's wearing this weird like. There's nothing I can point to it, bro. Like that's wrong with it. But I'm like, it just does not look right. Yeah. He looks awkward. Yes. Uh, so there's that. The way he is talking. It is, close to how. Geralt talks in the games, which yep. I get that's what they're going for. Yep. It works in a video game. It really took some adjusting to for me to yeah, like I to the, adjust to I that. I think the issue is is that we know who this guy is and we know that's maybe, not his voice. Maybe so it's, that's it's, what I mean. It took me like about forty minutes through the first episode. Have you I seen Knives Out? No. Okay, you're, if you if you Daniel watch that Craig. movie. Yeah, if you watch that movie, yeah. you are gonna experience the same yeah. exact <laughs> issue. But no, I've not, I've had it never like this where I was like actually cringing every time Henry Cavill spoke. I was I was like, oh, because like it works. It like, works in a game. Yeah. But live action, I was like, 
I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was a little iffy on it, but like, imagine if Duke Nukem he, was, a, was a TV. He character. was nailing it like. so well that I was, I was just like, okay, I can, I can deal with that. Here's the other. I will say this. I, I, I was sold enough to watch the second episode, not until that fight scene where he fights all those people in, in the yeah. in the town, like yeah. like he just wrecks them all. Yeah. That scene made me interested enough to watch more. That's what a lot of people say. Up until that point, I, I was like, I really don't know about this. Like, the one thing that was bothering me more than, even more probably than his voice, you don't think about it. In, in an RPG where you're making all the decisions, your character's kind of supposed to be a blank slate because yeah. you're deciding what happens. That's the whole point of an RPG. But I kind of it kind of hit me like watching this show. Geralt doesn't really. He's not really that strong of a character. Like he's got the voice. He's got a cool look. He's yeah. a good fighter. He's a badass. You know, sexy man can do this with all. You know, get all the women. And but other than that, he's kind of just like a. He's a blank slate. Yeah. And and I, like watching the show, I kind of felt that. I'm like. Who's going to be compelled by this character? Like, if this is your first exposure to it, I'm like, is this guy really going to grab you? Yeah. And I, I just kept sitting there thinking, he's not grabbing me, and I know who he is. No, and I think the writing is a very weak spot yeah. for the show, for the series. Um, yeah, they they got to do a better job with the writing. And like you say, his character, him as a character, not just his acting, but the writing behind it. I would, yeah, I wouldn't say his acting is terrible. It, no. it, it's the material he's got. Yeah. And like, okay, I, I can't remember if it was in episode two or three. Um, what's the bard that travels with him? I don't know. Uh, this dandelion? Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know if dandelion's in the show, but um, he's in the uh, movie. You know, he, he's, he's annoying him. Yeah, it's probably dandelion. And he spins and he punches him in the testicles, you know, yeah. and... It was just like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it was, yeah, it was supposed to be funny, but it was yeah. just like, you know, it was just so shallow. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that's what I mean. Like the character is not that strong of a character. And this was the problem I always had. I loved The Witcher 2 and it was made a while back, quite a while back. Witcher 3 took a long time to make. It was in development for a long time. Witcher 3 as a game to me. <clears throat> giant universe deep universe tons to do but they could not tell a good story within that universe in The Witcher 3 I was massively disappointed by the story very disappointed yeah and I've talked to a few other people <clears throat> who've watched the show or at least started it who haven't played the games and they all basically said like I've watched like 3-4 episodes and I don't even know what this is about I don't know what this, I don't know what story is being told it's not bad. I'm watching it. They're they're okay with it, but it's like I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, and I kind of always felt that I felt that same way with Witcher Three. It's kind of like, well, yeah, here's a big battle, and here's a monster, and here's a battle. Are you are you planning on going to see Star Wars? No. Oh, okay, because I just saw it today. Did you? And I gotta tell you, what you're saying is exactly <laughs> how I felt. I can't tell what's like, going on. I, literally, I was just sitting there like. Why is all this happening? Yeah. And why, like, 
what's it supposed to mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's just... You gotta watch a video afterwards yeah. to explain it. And, you know, watching The Witcher, it really made me appreciate Game of Thrones in one way. Having the opening, um, you know, montage, credits, whatever. Sequence. Yeah, the opening sequence be that map. Yeah. Is such a stroke of genius. Yeah, such it really is. a stroke of genius. It's like educating the audience. Because as I'm watching Witcher, I'm like, where are they? Like, where you know, are they? I text, where are people in relation I to each other? I text Kurt, because he was a big Witcher fan too, and he hasn't watched the show yet. And I said, I spent a thousand, not a thousand, I spent hundreds of hours playing two of these games. Well, and I still don't know who the hell Nilfgaard is, why they're doing any of this, yeah. where they are in relation to, you know, they seize the first, what, I don't even know who they're attacking yeah. in that opening. And I'm just like, you know, I've pl- I I should know what's happening here because I have the hundreds of hours into this universe. I have no idea what's happening yeah. here. And I, I don't know. And I, I put that down to the writing, too, as well. Yeah, yeah. But sure. it, it did make me just really appreciate that map yeah. in, in the opening sequence of Game of Thrones. Because, I mean, you got so many things happening. And then to, to show your audience, like every episode, to remind them, okay, this is happening here. Right. These guys this are down This is where Dorne is from. This is why yeah. these guys can't get to these guys, right. you know, right. like. Just pure genius, and yeah, I subconscious so education. wish like every fantasy series they need to do that. Like, yeah, it was a good to, idea. You, you need to because otherwise, stuff's just happening, and you're like, "Where the hell is it?" I am still scratching my head at the opening scene of this series. The opening scene, I literally was like, "What the hell?" Like, okay, it established that he's like a monster hunter. Yeah. But then the deer thing. They just have him kill this random deer. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is that supposed to say? Like, because all I Well, can the think deer of, was wounded. I know, but but he's like, oh, not your day today. And yeah. then he like, it's it's inferred that he kills it. And I'm like... Yeah. I mean, he's got to eat. Well, well, what was the point of it, though? Yeah. Like, what is it... What was the point of it? You don't need to tell the audience that he needs to eat. Like, what... I, all I can think of is in like House of Cards, the very opening scene of House of Cards. There's a dog that gets hit, and Frank gives a monologue and, you know, kills the dog. Yeah. That was a scene that was meant to show you like, the guy's just cold, you know, doesn't value life, just didn't even, you know, he's heartless basically right from the get go. So he kills this like what looks like a baby deer, and I'm just like. What are they trying to tell me about Geralt well, right now? Like, I mean, because I, I, I can't, I don't get it. Like, is it was he supposed to be merciful? Was he supposed to be like you said? Maybe he was hungry. That's all. I mean, like, what? What are they trying to tell me? Right well, now? what I think maybe it was that that was the Renfrey episode, or it's a, right? It's a cruel world. I well, he, remember how he says, "I don't choose sides." Yeah. Like, so you have the monster, and then you have the little baby deer. Yeah. And he ends up killing both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not choosing a side. Yeah. You know, it's just business. I guess. I, I think maybe. I don't know. That's, that's a really that's weak. Him, that's, yeah. that's, that is, that's, I like that. That's just giving him the benefit a, of the doubt. You pulled it together, but it's a, like, you just had to stretch really yeah. far to yeah, get there. And that was good, yeah. but like. I have no idea if that's what they meant. Or if it was just. I buy it. Or if it was just to it. sort of try and give him a little bit of character because he says to it, you know, today really isn't your day. Well, he talks, he's talking to his horse like half an hour later. Yeah. It, which I'm glad they named it Roach because yeah. that's from the game. <laughs> How many people? I didn't freak out about this. I kind of do. 
Like, watching it, I kind of do think, like, I guess there's wrong, though, that he's missing his second sword. He doesn't have his second sword. Well, in the books, that's how it is. Yeah. But for me, like, the character well, is, like, two swords. Yeah. Well, supposedly it's on Roach, but, I, you know, I never really even noticed. Because I've been warned repeatedly. You know, I don't want to be that. It's on Roach. I don't want to be Roach. that guy that, you know, fixates Nit, on Yeah, that. nitpicks. But to me, that character, like, the way he looks, it'd be like, I don't know. Yeah, it is like, cooler. It is cooler not, with both It's just of how he looks. Yeah. That, that is his character. Yeah. He carries two swords. But, and But I I know for a fact that the the original writer, yeah. he's like, he, he sort of hates the games because everyone, everyone likes the games more. Though he just signed another yeah. massive deal with them. Everyone likes the games more than his books. Oh, yeah, which, for which, sure. Which really burns And everybody will like this series more than they like and his books. So too. I got a feeling like that was part of his input was to make sure that you didn't have two swords Probably. on the back. That like one of the swords stayed on road because that's how it is in the books. Probably. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that guy should be thanking his lucky stars because yeah. if not for the games, yeah. this guy would be a nobody. The games made this series. Yeah, you know? he would not be getting paid for the games. He'd not be getting paid for this series. <laughs> yeah, he just have. I mean, I'm sure they're decent books, but they would not have even a well, fraction of the exposure. You know, they're they're a lot like these um, episodes, and you only watched the first episode, right? So far, yeah. Okay, so. I mean, the episodes are sort of loosely linked together. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sort of like... Somebody said they were struggling with the timeline. It's very episodic. Like, truly episodic. Like, there's an episode, and then there's another episode, and they're they're linked, but very loosely. Kind of self-contained. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's sort of like Renfrey's story, like yeah. episode one. Yeah. And by the end of the episode, they, they concluded it. Yeah. So then, like, episode two is something else, and... Um, I think episode two is Jennifer's, or maybe a series. I can't remember now. Um, and then you get that, and then so they're they're linked, but it's it's a very loose yeah. link. It's not like Game of Thrones where it's like okay, you know, we're super continuity. Yeah, yeah, super continuity. We, you gotta see like the last yeah, episode. Yeah. To get you can't episode. Episode. It's not like that. At least not yet. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see going forward. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. Where were we? Wrapping up the Witcher discussion, probably. Yeah. So, at any rate, it's you're gonna just keep not... watching. Yeah, probably. I think I, I will. got nothing better to watch. I, I do. That's my problem. It's like I feel like I'm watching this. I was like, I'm doing it for the show. <laughs> that's what, yeah. and that's kind of why I think at the beginning I was like, I really don't want to watch this. Like, I couldn't get into it, and then like I stopped, and when I went back to it, I actually was like feeling more into it because I. I just watched the, the costumes and the lighting. Those two, and the writing. Like if if there's three things that they need to like take a good hard look at for season two. Well, I feel like the story so far is just yeah. I don't know. I'm only one episode in, but I'm just like it's just it just feels inconsequential. Well, I, I like the Renfrey story. I thought that was kind of I could care less. Kind of interesting, so. and, and it did cover like why he's called the Butcher of Blavikin. So the butcher of what? Uh, Blaviken. Oh, or I, I don't remember. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, My something like is. that. Yeah. Well, he has like a hundred names. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So, all right, moving on. Um. So, Activision. We'll get to them <laughs> again a little later, but I think it was Forbes put out an article about ten major tech companies that. Uh, Paid zero in federal taxes in 2018, and Activision Blizzard was on the list. 
And uh, this really got me because, A, we all know a lot of the shady stuff that Activision has done. The companies that they've destroyed and yeah. the way they milk. They're, they're, as a gaming company, that they're crappy even. But, you know, one of the things that a lot of people argue or say, well, if they're, you know, if they're developing the economy, you know, then, you know, like, there's certain, I don't want to say, there's incentives. You get tax rebates and so on and so forth for developing the economy in certain ways. And a lot of companies are very good at navigating that system to you know, basically get a big tax refund because they fulfilled this yeah. goal, that quota, whatever. Well, Activision, we know, laid off hundreds, if not thousands of people on their company and somehow still got back on behalf of the American taxpayers $228 million. See, now, I got my, my opinion on this is I'm not against them not paying taxes. They got a refund of 228. Yeah, and this is where I'm going with this. Is I wouldn't mind every business not having to pay tax. I think that would be great. Every business, you don't pay tax. But it's impossible for you to get a refund whatsoever. So they want to be getting the 228 million. They have to pay taxes. It it's A, the refund is totally. Yeah, I I 100% agree. The refund is just egregious <laughs> it's it's traitorous like Bobby Kotick is an American traitor yeah. like this guy <laughs> I'm serious he should be on trial right now but what what gets me like they don't like it's hard for me because I'm like I see things how many people see like the numbers and budgets that I see you know like yeah. this company is not funding Roads. This company is not funding social security. This company is not funding fire protection or environmental protection or or anything. Yeah. Anything. Parks. But you and I are. You know. And I, that's what bothers me. I know. I know. And, it's gonna, and, this is really going to annoy you, but <laughs> I think I think it's. And they're laying people off. I think it'd just be more intelligent just to say, okay, fine, we won't try to tax you. We won't try to tax you, but you can't. Well, and if we're not trying to tax you, and they you all, can't claim refunds. They also moved billions of dollars. The Forbes article also went to a length to explain how they moved billions of dollars and what they don't recognize as revenue into tax havens. Yeah. Like they called it, uh, they called it something else. They called it like dividends or something. Yeah. And they funneled it into ta- you know offshore tax havens. Mm-hmm. So so really, what they reported was they only did. Like four hundred million dollars worth of business for all of two thousand eighteen, yeah. which is a lie. And see, and here we are. We're, we're paying this enormous company two hundred twenty million. Meanwhile, didn't fund defense. Didn't meanwhile fund, smaller mom and pop, you know, right organizations. They're paying their taxes. If you they want, have to. if you want to start a business today, yeah. If Matt Bronson or anybody listening to this podcast, you guys are going to pay your taxes. Yeah, exactly. you have to. Well, that's why I think it. Just make it zero. Make it zero for all businesses. I know that's that seems like blasphemy to people, but hopefully they will then hire more people, and then we can. Just well, this is telling you the total opposite. Activision took not only didn't pay taxes, not only did they take two hundred twenty-eight million from us, 
Yeah. They fired thousands of people. Well, See ya. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, would, it would still encourage people to make businesses because, hey, you, if you do this as a business, you won't pay taxes. Now, you yourself. Well, then. You yourself. You think our roads are bad now? You, you yourself will pay taxes. <laughs> Wait till you implement that program. You we won't even have roads. I, I mean, I wouldn't even mind raising taxes on people. Just because I believe that it would it would free up the economy such that hopefully there'd be more hype. You better edit that out of this podcast. So you're gonna have crosses burning in your lawn tonight. But the day this gets published, you're gonna have bricks coming through your window. Bronson! Because like I mean, this isn't an uncommon story. Like you were no, just it's saying not. there was it's a not. there's a list I'm of these. I'm focusing people. on activism. There, there was a list of these companies. Yeah. So I, like I mean, Amazon was in there. And, and then um, you look at, you know, Foxconn in Wisconsin where they got paid like billions upon billions of dollars yeah. just to build a factory. And now, yeah. they, now they really don't even know what the hell Foxconn is building. Yeah. Like they keep asking, what are you building? And Foxconn refuses to tell them. Yeah. So they're like, they're like, okay, well, we might pull the funding from you. Well, look we'll up, see. The, the laundry list of projects. But see, this is why I say make it zero for everybody and then take away the ability for states to incentivize stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. The, like the, outlaw that too. The, the, and then the just the say list there, of projects we're, we called it even get economic development funds, whether it be from federal, state, county level, whatever. Uh, massive amounts. And don't follow through. Yeah. It, that's always the story. Like, you know, and, and the sad thing is is we can we can point to the reason I'm focusing on Activision is because it's a gaming company, yeah. and that's something I have intimate knowledge of, their their workings. But then you look at the Kurt Schilling incident in Rhode Island there, where he stole like $70 million from that loan from Rhode Island. Yeah. And it, the, the list of these projects goes on and on and on, and it's just, it it, it is basically like... The American taxpayers literally subsidized Activision yeah. in 2018. Yeah. And, and to the tune of hundreds of millions. And, of and, and again, you can, whether you agree with it or not, you can make the argument that if the company is expanding, if the company is creating jobs, that that's an investment. You know, mm-hmm. that, you know, we can fight over whether that's still a good investment or not, but you can make that argument. Okay, they created 5,000 jobs in a state where. You know, the economy was downturned and blah, 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 and it boosted revenues. And, you know, you can make that argument. Yeah. But this just has every single strike in the book against it. Like, they paid nothing. They got a refund. They cut jobs. They made your damn loot boxes. (laughs) I mean, come on. Like, Uh, this to me is just, it like pulls on my heartstrings and drives my blood pressure out. And you think, how much health care could you give people with? 200, 200. Yeah, that's what I mean. So like, for all these people that are like, like oh, we, we, we talk about money. not well, being yeah, able just to pay for our roads and our bridges yeah. and our health care and, you know, any of the other things that, you know, but at the, at the environmental same time, programs. Like, and, I look over to Europe and Europe, like, they're they're really locking things down. They're trying to, they're trying to tax the snot out of businesses. And I think to myself, well, if we just walked out there and said, you know what, we're not going to charge you any tax. If you're a business, no tax. This is a... Like, businesses would be like, this we're out of here. We're, th- we're going to America. This is a discussion that I have. Not, I, I guess I don't really have, have this discussion with people. It's something that really gets to a lot of people, for, whether it be my fellow elected officials or just a normal person on this, you know, who lives with a normal resident. 
people get really upset when they see a law not being enforced equally. Yeah. And yeah, the thing, I understand the, you know, if you're shoveling your sidewalk and you're out there 70 years old, your back hurts because the law is you have to shovel your sidewalk and your business owner down the block isn't bothering to do it, it bothers you. So yeah. like, well, I'm out here busting my hump. Why isn't he, yeah. you know? But the thing, and I get that. I totally 100% get it and it is a problem. But the thing I always try to like remind people is like, can you name one law to me in the history of laws that is 100% enforceable? Yeah, you can't. No, I mean, I mean, how many how many of these laws do we all break on a daily basis? Yeah. You talk about can you cross your street speeding? Uh, yeah, is there any law that has ever had 100% enforcement in yep. the history? Of it? There's every system you come up with is going to be gamed. It's going to be loopholed. It's going to have unintended consequences. Yeah. It's just you work your best to make it as airtight as can be and have as much foresight as you can. And then over time, you try to react to how people, you know, game your system that you set up and update it. That's what a good law is: is one that gets reexamined and updated all the time. Yeah. But yeah, this this whole or, story to me, or maybe. Maybe another solution would be, um, you know, you, you could you could um, essentially offer the business the choice to either pay like a flat amount and then not have to pay like sales tax on stuff they buy, or you know they can pay no no you know federal tax and then you know the sales tax whatever. Whatever, yeah. I mean, just, just sort of give them an option. Just something where they can't wiggle their way out. Yeah. Like, they can wiggle their way out. I mean, they'll find the way a way to wiggle somehow. <laughs> so, it'd be nice if we if we create a situation where it would be like, okay, well, you know, I mean, judging by how your business is, maybe it'd be smart for you to pay this one lump sum and then not have to pay, you know, sales tax or yeah, whatever. Yeah, Bitcoin. Um, so, I don't know. I just think maybe... There's, there's probably better ways to do it than what we're doing. I mean, our, yeah, I mean, our tax system is no doubt broken. I mean, 100% broken. Yeah. And, you know, where the answer lies, we can debate that and until we turn blue in the face. But this, when you see something like this, that just, and you think of Bobby Kotick's face yeah. smiling up And there. I mean, the, oh. the, especially our tax system, because our tax system has just 10,000 loopholes. Oh, yeah. It's so confusing. I'm not and, sure anybody really well, knows. Well, and that's the problem is... When you have a system that massive, yeah. and a law that massive, imagine being the guy that has to sit down, is given the task. You know, let, let's say the president walks down tomorrow and says, mm-hmm. "We're going to reform, you know, federal tax, whatever, whatever tax." Yeah. And you're going to be in charge of it. You know, bring bring a bring a proposal. You you've got you know six months to work on it and bring me a proposal. An undertaking of that size, it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. It is almost impossible. I mean, yeah. we have laws in the village that I put together a committee to work on. It's like a 50-page law. And it's taken years of discussion yeah. for 50 pages. Yep. And it, that doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. Because you're analyzing every little... and. Imagine just it's not imagine perfect. trying to. It's not perfect for anybody, and yeah, so that's, and that, that's gotta, just it. People have to get gotta, over like this isn't gonna work. Yeah, hundred percent across the like, board. It's know. gonna have flaws, and we'll be cognizant of those, and we'll but try to fix think, them. People think they should be able to just go through life, and things should be perfect. Nothing and, else. You know, I'm just like, 
when we get together, that's that's not possible. No, it's really not. So. It's it's really not. And I, I've told our board that sometimes. I'm like, guys, this is one of those times where we got to make a decision and just go. Like, there's no clear yeah. like right or wrong here. We got to make a decision and roll with it. And Perfect is the enemy of good. Hope hope that it hope that it turns out best. Yeah. All right. So, Facebook shocking. I, I don't know, not Matt Brown Center, Ryan Reynolds probably, <laughs> acquired a cloud gaming company is apparent, apparently starting their own cloud streaming gaming service. Yeah, I mean, that part's not shocking. The next part is a little, a yeah. little surprising. I, I, at first, I thought this could be big, but and big in a way that I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. Facebook is building an operating system to run on its devices because they don't want to use Android. They want... So basically, their devices are somewhat limited. They've got what the uh, what were those TVs Portal. called? Portal TVs. Portal. Yep. Um, what else do they have? I don't mean they'll have this <laughs> cloud gaming service. Yeah. Oh, they got the Oculus. The Oculus. That that I think was the big yeah. one that they're doing this yeah. for. Yeah. Because um, when I first heard this, I thought they were like going after like like Windows and Linux, and I was like. Could you talk about a bigger spying <laughs> mechanism yeah. than an operating system? I think Google and Facebook have really damaged themselves with, you know, like they, they chased the short term gain financially. Yeah. But now people just do not trust them. And yeah. I think that's going to be a huge burden. Well, Facebook's for them going the forward. worst of it, I think. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's going to be a huge burden for them going Google, forward. Google, I still think. For the most part, I think like hardcore people like you and I recognize, like we always joke about them abandoning their products. Like yeah. we recognize that. But I think the average consumer has a fairly decent view I of mean, Google, not of Facebook. Facebook got an enormously bad reputation. And then they, they come out with the portal where it's a camera and a microphone in your house. <laughs> in your living room. And it's like... Well, and Libra. Are they oblivious? And Libra. I mean... And, and then Libra, yeah. And then, you know, what sunk Libra? Like, people were like, oh, it's Facebook. Like, one of the most evil companies yeah. on the face of the earth. Well, and they tried... To separate them? They tried, yeah. They yeah. tried to set up this, and they, they still are, that this, like, shell corporation, you know, and that's why they brought in Visa and MasterCard yeah. and PayPal and companies that they knew they could anchor. But at the end of the, the day, Facebook thing. is still the... Face yeah. of Libra. And nobody trusts them. No. And, and, but, like, how how oblivious must they be to come out with Portal? Well, ev- and, everybody says that they live in a vacuum. Yeah. Like, they really do. That they have, they think, like they, they, like, live and breathe their own culture. Yeah. They think it is, like, the supreme. They have to. Like, it's the greatest because, thing. And, and Portal bombed. I mean, it, it, oh, yeah. it bombed. Well, everything. Because nobody wants a Facebook camera and microphone. I keep keep looking at Facebook. Like, this is really driving me nuts. Facebook gaming has success written all over it. It is a platform of 2 billion people, one of the largest platforms in the world, which is also, Instagram is also under that umbrella. There's so many ties. Yeah. And so many people looking at gaming and watching live gaming content. And they literally can't, like, they haven't. Like, like you were talking about a few episodes ago, it is one of the most unnavigable UIs that yes. I've ever seen. Like, like I knew about Facebook gaming, but I had no idea how to get there. Well, and, and once you do, it's like, one day how the hell I, do I, I use figured it out. this? Like, how do I even... It's yeah, so I, I figured it out. I not got user-friendly. And then I was like, okay, now how do I... 
go look for like <laughs> streamers, and I still don't know. No, I, I still don't know. It, it it is, and I'm like, no, this has success written all over. All they gotta do is pay some programmers to design them a UI. It should be a separate app, I think. It, it, well, that yeah. could be it. I mean, anything, and they just it, it is like literally driving me nuts because like. You know, I'm putting a lot of time and effort into streaming and stuff, and I see this, and I'm like, "This could be bigger. Yeah. This could be huge." Yeah, and they're just and, and oblivious. It's apparently. funny though. I mean, it is funny because like, we went to PAX East, and they have probably the biggest booth there. Yeah. So like, it's not that. It's like, not that they don't have the money. Yeah, it's not that they're half-assing it either. <laughs> no. Like, like they're trying here, but they're just not succeeding no uh, and they're, they're they're being a little bit incompetent and like i told you some of the things that they've been doing are actually kind of clever like they're paying streamers just at random like you're just streaming and all of a sudden they give you five bucks yeah. and they just give you six bucks they, they are dropping streamers money yeah so which is a very good like normally you're reliant on your viewers you know and, yeah. and facebook is just like hey come stream with us and we'll just randomly give you money for playing video games yeah but they can't does not like they haven't like you I don't know everything that this company is doing is very perplexing it's just Half-Life Half-Life Alex may help help well, Oculus along and getting back to this OS I, I I think when you look at the larger picture you know you got Libra you got this OS like if you go over to China yeah and um, no, I thought maybe which is the very next topic yeah. actually yeah they they got something called WeChat and WeComo. They got WeChat Mi-Como. and uh, you know like Alibaba, stuff like that. And they are absolutely enormous companies. Like like when you buy stuff over there. In fact, this is a real issue. A lot of vendors aren't taking cash anymore. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a paperless society. I kind of expect it to go that way anyway. But they got a. They, they they use like WeChat and WeChat has like um, those QVs yeah, codes, QR codes whatever I was gonna say QVC <laughs> um, you got those those QR codes on everything like literally yeah. QR codes for everything yeah and you open your WeChat app and you you, you stick your camera at it and then you know it it, it does up. whatever you know it buys whatever yeah. And that's how they buy stuff. Like, there's those codes everywhere, apparently. If you look and, at most products here, they have them, too. Yeah. You just don't really notice it because you don't need it. those companies, like, handle your banking. Basically, those companies just run oh, everything, everything at this point. Yeah. And there's only, like, two or three of them. And, you know, obviously... Well, that's our, the way Facebook and exactly. Apple and Google are all trying are to go. looking at them and they're thinking, wow, like, you know, that's what Apple we Apple Card <laughs> you know? and, and Libra. So, and yeah, so we're starting to see it play out over here yeah. where, where they're trying to do that. You got Samsung your Apple Pay. Card and you got your or Apple Google Pay, Pay and you got up. Apple TV and, Libra. you know, like, so just a handful of companies are trying to dominate every yeah. aspect of your life. Yeah, to- it's, to- totally it's true. It's scary, honestly. It is, and that's what, <laughs> I've been, that's what I've been saying. Like, I'm, I really don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist because I'm not. But when I'm hearing some more, more and more of these proposals, I'm like, people, the ultimate thing that gives you any control of your of your own life is really your money. Yeah. You know, it's your housing, it's your transportation, it is the, the stuff, the food you're putting in your body. Without that. Yeah. And, you know, when you start putting your money in the hands of a company who's going to, you know, I'm not saying they can't be, like, they're going to steal it from you. But 
the more information and the more money they have, they're going to target you with X ads to direct your money in yeah. the direction that they want it to go. It's just, you know, advertising is effective. It's proven to be effective. Yeah. And, you know, they're listening on your phone and it's like, imagine if the company that's listening to your phone and showing you ads also knows that you have $1,274 in your checking account. And, you know, like, they're going to direct and they know that you like X, Y, and Z. And uh, yeah. It's just a, it's a scary thought. It really it is. is. It's very scary. Um, so speaking of China, NVIDIA has partnered with Tencent to do another game streaming service, but specifically for China. This will be China's first game streaming service, I believe. Which should be interesting. Yeah. I'm not surprised that Tencent's involved. No, not at all. Uh, well, and I, I have to wonder, like, why Tencent is involved a little bit, but... They'll have all their own games on the service. Yeah, maybe. Because, maybe. I mean... It, I honest, I have to believe that Tencent probably has their fingers in like seventy five percent of the games available. You, you got to realize that China okay. usually China essentially forces outside companies to work with yeah. one of their companies. Nintendo has had to do that, and uh, so Activision so, Blizzard. So, I mean, has had to do that's that. why you always see partnerships, partnerships, yeah. partnerships. Never, it's never you know, and I mean, Nvidia is big enough that they yeah. should be able to go in there themselves, yeah. but it's always a partnership. Yeah, and. The reason for that, obviously, is so China can always know what you're doing. Yeah. What, what 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 the you know outside foreign companies are doing. Yeah. So they can never really have an edge. Well, and it forces China. revenue through yeah. Chinese companies. But it's essentially IP theft, really, when you think yeah. about it, because they're, they're you're forced to share your secrets. Yeah. Tencent. They've you, got because like you got it. They've your got an actor in all of your. Exactly. So you can never have an edge because they always know what you're doing. Yeah. So. It's weird. It's, it's weird. very sinister, and people should take it more seriously. But, but you know, as we talk about the streaming wars and stuff, all these competing streaming services, and this one's going to end up being huge because it'll probably yeah. be the only game in China. Oh, probably. And well, I mean, unless like Alibaba or somebody. Well, I mean, I mean, like the ones that we're talking about, like Stadia's not Stadia's not going to be in China, and you know, uh, I don't think. Yeah, XCloud won't won't be in China, I don't think. And not for a while anyway. Do they do they even get to Stadia release the X? Did they even really get to release the Xbox One in China? Yes. Did they? they did. Yeah. Was it the first Xbox released in China? Yes. I think it was. Yeah. Officially. Yeah, yeah. And, and the PlayStation Four and the I think the Nintendo Switch is gonna Because the be, game either Cube. just launched or is shortly gonna launch. Remember wasn't it was it the Q? originally made for China the Panasonic Q that Nintendo I don't know was that for the was that for Japan it, it may, yeah it may have it been. might have been I think it, it was the, been Japan that was only. the GameCube that played DVDs wasn't it like that was yeah. where Panasonic yeah. came in yeah with. it had some other feature too but I can't remember what it was it was silver I remember yes. that yeah and I wanted one. I wanted one too uh, you know what the funny thing is I, I actually imported stuff from Play Asia during the GameCube days yeah. and I've never done it since I um I imported like a Naruto game. I look at my GameCube. I had Electro then. I had Electroplank that imported from Japan. <laughs> I, I look at my GameCube every now and then and it's it's by far like the, the console that I just like looking at it just brings back good memories. Uh, yeah, it does. Even though it you know I really it had a ton have, of good games. It had a ton of good games, but nothing really spectacular, honestly. But um, it had a lot of good I, games. I disagree. 
Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Beautiful Joe. Wind Waker. Well, okay. So I Super guess what, I, I, guess what I mean Melee. is like it didn't really have a multiplayer game. No, no, no. You know, it was very single player. Metroid yeah, Prime. But you're right. Re- Resident Evil 4, you know, Luigi's Mansion. It had no online presence at all. Uh, zero. Yeah. Animal Crossing. Resident Evil Zero. Luigi's Mansion. But it had a bunch of... F-Zero GX. Um, Wind Waker. Yeah. I mean, there were a ton of good games for that yeah. console. But... Yeah, it's, it's, but and just the look of it. It was like know. the last dying... It, that console was kind of like the dying breath of that era of gaming. Yeah. Because there was still so many really good games on it, but yeah. they yeah. just... Yeah. Didn't have the... I miss those days. I miss that, like that and Dreamcast. When I look at those consoles, I, I just... Dreamcast. God, I wish we could go back to that. I can't tell if my Dreamcast is... If there's a garbage truck outside or if somebody turned on my Dreamcast. So just speaking of Google again, this was another one of those where I just rolled my eyes because apparently Google's been trying to put out some type of competitor to iMessaging or whatever it's called yeah. on the iPhone for years now, and they released it, and it's just called Chat. No other name, just yeah, Chat. Just, <laughs> like, could they have thought of a worse? Google, when it comes to naming stuff, like it's like between Microsoft and Google, I don't know who is who. <laughs> I mean, they're just both. Well, the Pixel terrible. phone line is all right. Stadia is a strange name. It's it is. I I think Stadia, like it at least flows off the tongue, but it doesn't tell you what it is at all. Yeah. Google Stadia. You know, and I was thinking about this the other day. If if Apple TV Plus, and now I'm hearing Apple might be. Did you, I don't know if you heard of this, but Apple might be um, working on like a. a network of satellites to beam all Apple phones like free data or, or internet or I don't think so so they're going to launch their own network and, and I suspect if they do that then the thing will be is like if you're using Apple TV Plus or or Apple Music mm-hmm. then you'll get data from Apple for free mm-hmm. to, to use those services yeah no matter what your yeah what whatever you know, so I suspect that might be their end game for that. Yeah. Um, if if they can do stuff like that, and like if, if Apple TV Plus takes off, and do you like they're gonna differentiate themselves to a level that like it'll be so hard for their competitors to ever catch up to. Did them. you know that NASA and that all the world space agencies? I don't know if I said this on the podcast yet. Literally, just crash all of their space stuff yeah. in the same spot in the ocean uh, I didn't know the same spot <laughs> yeah. but it's all in the same yeah. exact it's called Nemo Point and it, it is the furthest point on earth away from humanity there's oh, for like 2,000 miles there's like I mean it'd be really hard to there, be... there's like no yeah. land it's like way it's like literally so the internet when the International Space Station comes down which is massive yeah they're just crashing into the ocean in I that think, same spot. I think they only know of like one or two people that have ever been hit by something. Well, that's the thing. Um, Unless you're like a driving a ship through something. there, you know, a, yeah. which there's no reason to. There's absolutely none. Like the chances of you being hit by, like even there, there's 10 tons of junk up there now. Yeah. In fact, it's becoming a real issue. And That's what I mean. There, Eventually, there's, 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 there's be- literally companies popping up who are going to try and like Clear the junk yeah. around the, the, the planet out because it's starting to really threaten like other space missions. Yeah. So there's something. entire companies being born that are just 
So crazy. Promising to clean it up. So crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, getting back to Google and Apple, like I just keep thinking, like if, if Apple does that, and if, you know, if, if they can get Apple TV Plus really off the ground, and they can offer some sort of like exclusive thing, it'll be so hard for Google or Samsung or Huawei or anybody to, to catch yeah. them. Like yeah. they could really. I'll be on another level. Yeah. Well, what they'll really probably do, I mean, they might lock some of those companies out, but they'll. What Apple will do is they'll start selling. Hey, you want to use our satellites? Pay up, and it's yeah. going to cost big bucks. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, smart. That, that satellite thing—if that's true, like you know—it's like buying real it. estate. Really, yeah. it's like, hey, you want to use this property? Yeah. Pay up. Because then, like I or you or anybody, we could go, we could drop down to like the two gigabyte. Yeah. Data plans and just use Apple data. Apple boost me. Yeah. So that'd be enormous. Enormous. What are they going to call that? Six G. Apple. Maybe that's the six G that Trump was talking about. The I network. (laughs) Yeah, probably. All right. So the episode has come. We're doing our Game of the Year awards. God Mode Unlocked Game of the Year awards, second annual. So I think next episode we'll do our most anticipated games of 2020. Uh, This episode we have our Game of the Year awards. Are you ready to go? I'm ready to go. So, I, I kind of changed the order on them. I'm are we like, doing just games we played this year, or are we doing, like, as they release? I was doing only games that released this year, but really, whatever you want. Oh. It's, it's our show. It's yeah, our exactly. show, so I, we'll I, I gotta do whatever I want anyway. Um, so, let's start with best single-player game. What, do you want to start, or do you want me to start? Yeah. No, you can go first. Okay. So, my story with single-player games is I don't play many. <laughs> <laughs> so, I got thinking about this one, and I was like, man, this is a tough one. Um, but for me... I actually had to go with Gears 5. This is a game that many people got to play for free because it's part of Game Pass. It's one of the better Gears campaigns. It did the first act of Gears 5 and even into the second one. I thought this is the best Gears campaign. It is so it, it was on par with the Naughty Dog. Like very polished, very well done. It kind of drifts off towards the middle and the end. But overall, um, I, di- I didn't play many campaigns at all this year. Yeah. And that alone, like, the fact that, like, I was compelled to play through this whole game and I enjoyed it said to me, like, okay, yeah, it's, it's worth playing. And if anybody asked me, like, would you play the Gears 5 campaign? Did you like it? I'd, I'd tell them, yeah, play it. So that was my single-player game of the year, not counting, like, indie games, because that's a separate category. Yeah. So I'm going to go with uh, God of War. For this, yeah. which I am deeply conflicted with, <laughs> but like you just said, you know, I, I really haven't played that many single player yeah. games this year, so I thought for sure you go with like Mario Maker or something. No, that's not single player. Uh, well, I guess it kind of is, um, but no, I mean the production values are just through the roof. Yeah, it really is. Um, as far as where are you, by the way? Because I'm, I think I'm almost done. I am like on the. I am. I want my plan is to finish it this week. What What is the place that they're trying to reach, Jodenheim. Yeah, yeah. I, I am at Jodenheim. I'm about to be there. Yeah. So I think, I, I I'm gonna have, try to finish. this I one. might boot it up after this and finish yeah. it. Like, I, I, might, I think I'm I am literally. I, I suspect I'm within an hour of finishing it. Yeah, I think I, I don't know how much is left, but I assume I'm like at least because seventy five eighty. Like, I, like I said before, I peek. I peek ahead. Yeah. And like the uh, the walkthrough or whatever. Yeah. I just like to like look and see how close I am to the end. I'm yeah. on the last chapter, well, the penultimate chapter, yeah. but I think the last chapter is probably just like a cutscene. Yeah. So. The, um, yeah. So I think this is really like the last chapter. Yeah. Well, there, 
Well, we won't spoil. I won't say any spoilers. Um, we're we're going to have a bigger conversation. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was so, going to say. So I don't want to say too much. Yeah. But. Um, we're going to have a very in-depth conversation on that game in an upcoming episode. Uh, it's worth it. So let's go to best multiplayer game. This one for me is uh, absolutely no surprise. This was Apex Legends for me. This game, from the day it got announced out of the blue, I've been a Titanfall fan since the beginning. I've been a huge advocate for Respawn. This year has really been the year of Respawn. You think Apex, and then you think their Star Wars game. They alone carried EA through 2019. Oh, absolutely. Uh, everything about Apex, from how smooth it runs, the gunplay, the characters, um, it, it's it was by far for me the best multiplayer game of the year. I've sunk hundreds and hundreds of hours into this game, so uh-huh. that's that's it for me. Yeah, I'm gonna go with um, Rainbow Six Siege season oh, God. four or whatever the hell we're on. I think I'm like twelve. Um, you know, it's it just continues to be the best shooter of the generation. It is. It's by far. It blows the doors off of Apex or Overwatch. <laughs> it's just a different type of game. Just, just so much better. I don't think it's comparable to <laughs> Battle Royale. But. No, it's not. I'm just being facetious. But um, it, it finds new ways to invent itself, reinvent itself. Um, and I just love that. I love that we're going to get one game for the entire generation. I do like that. And it's going to reiterate. And it's, it's always going to refresh it, itself. And you don't. You don't have to worry about like half the fan base liking this old game yeah. more than the new game. Which is Call of Duty's problem. Yeah, yeah, and it drives me nuts. So I'm so I'm so thankful that they they give you one game and then they just improve, 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 improve. I think the thing about the Siege story you gave you gave that last year's best multiplayer game by the way. So two years in a row yes. from you. I, I should I should have made a rocket. I think last year. I think the thing about Siege is when it came out, really nobody liked it. Like yeah. it did not. But I they played really it. Built it. I didn't like nope, it. I did too. I was like, this is trash. Yeah. They've built it so much. And it's got a really large following now. And I think it's really interesting. It will be interesting to see if they literally just carry this version of Siege in the next gen. Yeah. Or if they do do a Siege. And it was the same way for Battlefield 1. Um, yeah. Where I played it. I, oh, I hated Battlefield 1. Yeah. Because we both got it, I think. Yeah, we did. We gave and it up. In to be week. honest, yeah. I, I, I really hated it. But then I went back a year later, and it was just phenomenal. So yeah. I like I love that trend in this generation where you know it's just constantly improved. Yeah. Because you can go back to it, and you'll find a complete. I mean, game. you kind of hope they don't release a crappy game to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> but in some cases, it just happens. They don't get it right, and I give developers so credit that stick with it. Have you played Battlefield Five lately? Uh, last time I played it was around Firestorm. Are release. they are they doing like? They're updates. still adding stuff. Okay, yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe. I think it just got a bigger update, like a, this month or last be month. Be worth a look. It's a good game. It really is. The yeah. the I, the Firestorm Battle Royale mode is throwaway. I was amazed at how much they turned around Battlefield, and it could have been just also um, you know going from the the original Xbox One to the X. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't know. So next up is uh, best indie game, and until four days ago. I had a different game pegged for this. So, four days ago, I had my mind blown by my friend Pedro. A Devolver digital game. I was trying to, I, I was trying to explain this to somebody this morning. Like, what the heck is my friend Pedro? And I'm like, it's a game. Imagine Max Payne meets Mario with lots of blood, bullet time, and a talking banana. 
and the, the best soundtrack I've heard in a video game in ages. This game is so every I swear to God, every thirty seconds this game has you going, holy crap, that was so cool. Like it's just so freaking good. It, it it had the same effect on me as Hotline Miami, the original Hotline Miami. Like it, yeah. It just grabbed me, and I was like. Everything about this game, from the level design to the gameplay to the music, it it's was so just great. Perfect. It's so great that uh, it's made by one guy. By and the it's way. on Game Pass. Yeah, and, free. And that's what's really great about it is like so. Even if you're on the fence now, you can just hop into Game Pass and. I, and when I finished it, I, I kid you not, when I finished this game, I, I literally pulled up a browser and I was searching my friend Pedro merchandise. I yeah. wanted to buy something because I was like. This game is so good, like, it deserves it. Like, yeah. Man, you know, I wish I'd played that, and I wish I'd played their other game. Uh, what was it? Katana Zero? Yeah. I nearly bought that for Switch. Wish I did. Uh, is that on Xbox? I can't, I don't know. Yeah, it's on everything. Okay, so maybe that'll sure. come to Game Pass, too. See, this is the problem with Game Pass. Is like, I, I just go, ah, I think it'll, I like, think, Resident Evil 2, it's $20, and I still I refuse think, to I buy it. I think I text you that... I've been thinking about buying Control for like the last two weeks because yeah. it won Game of the Year in a lot yeah. of places. And it's like 30 bucks right now in the Epic Game Store. But Phil ran his mouth and said like, oh, it's coming to Game Pass. Oh. But then they had to recant it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, was he wrong? Or was well, he ahead of people his... Like us was, right, was he ahead of schedule when he said yeah. that? So I didn't buy it. Yeah. And I want to play it, but I'm like, oh, I'm going to save my 30 bucks. Yeah, exactly. And I'm doing the same with Resident Evil and a bunch of other games. Like, because especially Resident Evil, because all the Resident Evils have appeared on Game Pass. Yeah. So now I'm like, well, of course, two's coming. Yeah. With three coming, they'll dump two on there. Yeah, you're probably right. Right before three comes out. So I refuse to buy it because I just expect it to come to Game Pass. Uh, For me, I'm going to go with uh, another zombie defense game. Oh, Jesus. Which, don't even ask me who it's by. It's like a 99 cent indie game on um, Switch. Switch. And uh, it's just so it, it's 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 kind of a throwback. Is it like Zombies Ate My Neighbors? I don't know. That was a great I, game. I mean, the zombie defense games are really popular right now, I guess. Um, so it's just you know it's, it's it's just another one, but it's so fun. It's so cheap. And, and Ninety nine cents. I mean, it's. Do you remember like when you were a kid? You used to like. You just basically play whatever the hell you can oh, find. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? You'd take anything. But you'd find some gems. Like, yeah. Like, you knew they were kind of trash. Yeah, well... But they were also kind of... That was the challenge of it sometimes. Yeah. It was like, this game is so hard like, in a wrong way. One of, one I'm going to beat it. One of my absolute all-time favorite games is Dominus. And I know you have no idea what yeah, that I don't is. Think I heard because it. I bought it from the dollar store <laughs> on a CD-ROM. You know, I played For it on PC. PC. And at first I hated it because I had no idea what it was. But it was actually yeah. like the first RTS game I played. Yeah. And I loved it. I ended up loving it for all of time. And I'll never forget Dominus. I had a tank game called Warzone. I think it was called Warzone. Like, that's the thing. Back in the day, I don't even... Yeah. But literally, it was a black screen and the, the tanks and enemies and stuff were green stick figures like not stick but they were 3d models but they were just like one green line another green like a green rectangle with a tank barrel coming out yeah and i played it for hours and hours and hours i mean there's so many like cheap crappy pc games that i played growing up yeah and like part of the allure was just trying to figure out how some of them controlled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> I mean, how can I jump over this whole pit? Seriously, we must have spent hours just figuring out how you move around in some of them. It's 
crazy. Um, so, most underrated game is next. I really struggled with this one, so I am going to give it to two different games because I kicked the other one out of my best indie game slot. So I'm going with Splitgate and Hunt Showdown. So two shooters. Splitgate is like a Halo. It's like Halo meets Portal. I've talked about it a lot. Hmm. Hunt Showdown is like a... I don't even know how to describe Hunt Showdown. You're like a... It's a minor Battle Royale element, but the zombies and stuff... It's got a, like a southern... Almost like the setting that Left 4 Dead 2 was going for. Mm-hmm. But much, much, much better. A southern, like, Louisiana, set in, like, the late 1800s. It's really creepy. It's got great audio. It's worth checking out. Split, Splitgate is free. Hunt Showdown, I think, is 20 or $30, I think. They're both great. And they're both vastly, vastly underrated. <laughs> oh, my most underrated game, Ryan already shit on before we started the... Mario Maker? <laughs> no. Um, no. No, maybe. Um, it'd be Soul Calibur 6. Oh, gee. <laughs> Ryan, I don't think that was on the show. He, he, took, a, he took a... That was before the yeah, show. Yeah, well, that's what I said, just before the show started. And this is why it's underrated. <laughs> because people like Ryan look at fighting games, and then they just shut up. No, that's not the problem. <laughs> I will play... You're going to hear a fighting game on my most anticipated games of 2020. The problem is they're all exactly the same. Sort of. They haven't evolved the genre it's, in it's 20 sort of like, years. It's sort of like looking at a looking at cars. What, Dead or Alive has it's, it's like characters looking at cars with, and saying, well, they all have four wheels, so they're all the same. They are. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree with that statement. Uh, it's funny because I've gotten, I've gotten really back into fighting games. I bought, like, the last four or five games I bought are all I liked Brawlhalla, games. too. That's a fighting game. Yeah. Why do you think it's underrated? Um, because it's overshadowed by Tekken 7, which is from the same company, and it's it's the bigger brother of the two. I uh, forgot Namco has two. Yeah. That's so, kind of strange. So they have, they have Tekken 7, and well, they used to have like even more, but yeah. um, the last two survivors are Tekken 7 and Soul Calibur 6. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Tekken 7 overshadows it. In fact, usually when you read Soul Calibur reviews, like, I, you know, I just bought it a couple weeks ago. It has and, kind of always been niche. Yeah, and when I looked up the reviews, almost every single person comp- compared it to Tekken 7, and we're like, oh, you know, it's 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 good, but it's not as good as Tekken 7. But yeah. I disagree. I think it's better than Tekken 7. So that's why I think it's underrated. Uh, best Gaming Company. Uh, we also have a Worst Gaming Company Award. Best Gaming Company might be the same as yours. Uh, you could probably guess mine. It's Devolver. I mean, <laughs> Devolver for me... If you look at all the games they release, it's just quality after quality after quality. They pick up games that a lot of other you know, publishers probably wouldn't. A lot of indie games that they just deserve attention. And Devolver does a great job of getting these games attention. And the way they market is totally unlike any other gaming company. It's hilarious. I love everything about them. Their famous press conferences. I mean, and they're doing it on like with so little money. Like this is not a massive company. It's very small. Yeah. In fact, I went to their website today, and there is literally how do I get a game published by Devolver Digital, and and it's send us send us an email at this email address, and we'll look at your game. Like it is that intimate of a company. Yeah, that's, that's and I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, that's good. In, in face of. 
today's you know gaming world where literally hundreds of millions of dollars are going into making one game just something small like that and the way that they find the best you know indie games and put them out there I, I, I just love it uh, for me this this came down to two companies two large companies uh, Microsoft and Nintendo yeah yeah you could make I, an argument for either one yeah because I, I, I just tried to sit there and I tried to think like who had the best year yeah and I think obviously Nintendo they're selling the most yeah but I don't think they had the best year. I think I think it's Microsoft that had this. I would agree because when that. you look forward, you know, I mean, I think Nintendo is very secure. Mm-hmm. But when you look forward, I think Microsoft, especially this year, yeah, did the most yeah. to like improve their situation this year. Well, with between Game Pass and they're capping the year with the announcement of the next Xbox exactly. and exactly they 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 announced Halo the next, next Xbox, year and you know they, the the Elite Controller Two yeah you know every everywhere you looked like you know Phil goes to Japan all the studios like, I just kept thinking about all the stories I read this year and you know, X Cloud is coming yeah X Cloud like Microsoft was everywhere yeah everywhere true. like almost it's every true. week. Yeah. Boom. We putting got games this. on we got Switch. This. Putting games on Switch. Games on Switch and launching games into Game Pass, which I I can't remember. But did that start this year or last year? Might have started at the event. Happens either way. Yeah, but primarily it was this year that um, you know that that really they had more to games effect. come out. Yeah, this year. I think I think maybe four. And they have a game. Year. They have a game coming out every month and, in 2020. all the studios... Microsoft did. Game Studio has a game coming out every month in Next 2020. Year? Wow. Yeah. They must have more than one because they have 15 lined up. They might. Up. They might. They have 15 lined up, so... Yeah. They have to have more. Um, but... And, and then all the studios... They bought, basically, Microsoft in 2019 said, okay, we, we hear all your complaints and they sort of gave us something for everything. Well, and not only did they give it to us, but they made it their strength. They looked at everything everybody doesn't like, and they're like, not only are we going to listen, but we're going to go above and beyond what our competition is. Yeah. And so, I mean, just, just taking the sum total of, like, the amount of news that they create, yeah. the positive vibes, yeah. you know, like, where people are like, I would never buy an Xbox or, you know, even yeah. laugh at Xbox. Now people are like, oh, you know, Game Pass and Xbox One S, like, that's almost impossible to ignore. Yeah, you can't so, turn it down. You know, just a great year for them. All right, so worst gaming company. I was of two minds on this. I'm giving it, without a doubt, 100% to Activision. They had a horrible (laughs) year. They really had a horrible year. Yeah. They lost Destiny. They had the China debacle with Blizzard. Oh, yeah. Um, This is hot off the worst... You know, it happened in 2018, technically, but the the BlizzCon debacle last year with Diablo mm-hmm. Immortal, um, the, the all the China incidents, the tax stuff that we are talking about, Activision literally has been boiled down to a Call of Duty factory. Yeah. Uh, this year's Call of Duty is a disappointment. It's it's ironically very successful, but it's a massive disappointment in my eyes. Uh, just from their business practices to their production, what they've put out, to me, they were the absolute worst gaming company. I thought of giving it to Google because I think Stadia is so undercooked yeah. and just such a 
missed opportunity. It's so many, but I, I'm not even really even gonna count Google because <laughs> I'm not even sure. Like, they're I can call them a gaming company yet. I, I, you know, biggest disappointment of the year is our next category. Some might lump Stadia into that, um, but I to me yeah. it's just act. It's Activision all across yeah, the board. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to disagree. In fact, I was just trying to think of a different company, but like given the sum total again of the news around Activision Blizzard yeah it's almost impossible to argue against that and it kills me as a Blizzard fan I'm a massive Blizzard fan I will still buy their games I will support them I love their games but yeah I mean can't argue layoffs, with the facts what you just said about the the taxes uh, it's it's the layoffs I didn't even mention that yeah I mean it's it's impossible really I mean losing Destiny which is Basically, 50% of what Activision brought to the yeah, table. Yeah. I mean, they only bring Destiny Call, Call of Duty, Duty and Destiny. And, and, and I, they lost I mean, Destiny. I think they have the, you know, the Crash remakes or the Spyro remakes or yeah. whatever, which is And, fine, and they published Sekiro. Oh, you're right. You're which right. Which was one of the very few... Uh, Highlights of the year for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure it made a ton of money, though. Yeah. Uh, financially. But I, I really can't think of a, a worse... Worst gaming company. Who's publishing Elden Ring? Did they say From's next game? No, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I can't think of anyone more. Yeah, worse. They're more. They're the most deserving by far. Uh, Biggest disappointment of the year. Uh, Ironically, there's a lot of selections actually. I I just gave mine away. It was uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It. I I think. I've talked about this game. I think the graphics are pretty good. I think uh, the gunplay changes are good. The 2v2 mode is good. The maps are, by and large, uh, not good. There's a lot about this game that is not good. That is a disappointment. The Battle Royale mode isn't there. still hasn't been mentioned. Um, I just, to me, this game was one of the most hyped games of the year. And, like... There's just so much else to play. I, 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 I keep trying to make myself play it, and I enjoy aspects of it. But I was just like, you know, I this game's not good. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There's no other way to say it. Um, yeah, there's definitely a few contenders for this. I mean, you could go with Google Stadia. Yeah, definitely. Which has been just a disaster so far. Yeah. Um, you know, like you just said, Call of Duty. But I'm going to actually go... I'm, I'm going to go more general than that. I'm going to go with... And I, I, it's funny because I just called them out as having a good year. But I'm going to say Nintendo. I'm going to say Nintendo. Yeah. I'm going to say Nintendo. Because they had a good year. Yeah. But, you know, coming into the year, I was, I was so hyped. I was like, look at all these games that they got. Yeah. And here we are at the end of the year. And you know how many games I've... I, I bought, like, one game yeah. for them. And I don't really even regret that. I... Um, I mean, there's maybe one other Nintendo game that I yeah I, I want to get, and that would be Luigi's Mansion. But even yeah. then, I'm just like, eh, you know, it looks. I, I've thought about getting Astral Chain. I've thought about getting Luigi's Mansion. I really think the problem that Nintendo is running into and will continue to run into is everybody else is moving in the you know, Game Pass direction, the streaming direction, the low cost indie direction, free to play direction. Yeah. Nintendo's still asking us every two weeks to spend $60 on... Yeah. Admittedly, I bash Nintendo all the time, but a lot of great games. But you're kind of like you said. You look at them and you're like, eh. Well, yeah, and, and you know... I'm not going to spend I money. think Nintendo and Sony 
and I, I considered Sony for this category too. Yeah, they could definitely fall uh, because in there. they've gone completely silent. Yeah, but at the same token, I know you know PS Five is just over the horizon. Yeah, so like that's and, and they that's don't, the reason. I mean, they had Days Gone was a big dud. Yeah, but they didn't. It's not like they made a lot of like. It's not they they made a lack of news. It wasn't a lot of bad news per se. It was just t- a total lack of yeah. Anything. I mean, the cross-play debacle that they were in for a while is pretty bad. The lack of announcements. The, the way the whole PS5 was announced was yeah. strange. Yeah. The specs. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it, wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Yeah. It wasn't, like, cringeworthy. And they still have pretty good games coming yeah. out. Yeah. I mean... Death Stranding, I, I guess, run into was the a same, I run into sort controversial... Of this, the sort of same problem with Nintendo and Sony is that, like, a lot of their games are very samey. Yeah. Like, if, if you've played one, you've played them all. Yeah. You know, like, a lot of Japanese games, I think, fall into this category where they're very samey. Like, if you've yeah. played one, you've played them all. A lot of JRPGs are very, very similar. Yeah. I think the thing with Sony is, is you know, Naughty Dog kind of found a really great formula with... Yeah. First with Uncharted, and then they've refined it even more with The Last of Us at the end of Last Generation... And they basically just told everybody, or sent this, you know, this is great, do this. Yeah. Do more of this. And Well, and I think, and we're, we're going to get into it when we talk about God of War, but I think part of it is just like, when you have really good visuals, and it has so many, like, knock-on effects, that it becomes intoxicating for them. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, how can, like... I it's mean, immersive. Look, look what Microsoft showed off. They didn't show off, you know, Wasteland... Three on, yeah. on Xbox Series X, they shut yeah. off the most cinematic-looking game. Yeah, and that's exactly why I think all Sony's games are now like, you know, third-person cinematic games. Yeah. Because you know, like when you want to show something off and you want to excite people, these cinematic games so are, much to are, see. are the absolute, you know, cream of the crop. Yeah, cream of the crop. Yeah, I mean RTSs don't get people's blood no. throat flowing no. the way like ultra-realistic-looking. You know, yeah. third-person action-adventure games. Too. Yeah. Uh, best mobile game. Uh, so for me, I've bashed Call of Duty all episode, but I'm actually going to give best mobile game to Call of Duty Mobile because I really felt like the, the it was a it brought in maps from the entire series, so you only had like the best maps from the entire series. It controlled pretty well. It had a lot of it had. All the stuff that you come to expect from Call of Duty in mobile form, and they ex- actually executed it uh, pretty well. And you know, it's another free-to-play game. So yeah. that's actually who I gave best mobile game to. And Call I Duty completely refuse to give out an award. <laughs> I figured for you best would. Mobile game. I, figured, I thought there'd be an Apple Arcade trash. game though that, no. you, you, that you would. No, they're all trash. No. <laughs> the Not what the golf they're, or whatever. They're all trash. <laughs> Cricket through the ages. Um, uh, what was that Devolver game? I mean, I probably would give it to them if I if I were going to give one out. It'd be that oh, what is it called? Like the stick figure Apple Arcade guy. I know I know Come what back. you're talking about, but uh, personality of the year. I remember last year I gave this to Phil Spencer, and I think you could ar- you could argue <laughs> yeah. that he is. Are you going to give it yeah, to Phil Spencer? That's what I was Damn give it! To this year too. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to give it to Hideo Kojima because yeah. that's that's stranding. 
for all of the discussions we've had and, you know, knocks on it and memes about it, that game, like I've said, is, is leaving a mark on gaming. Yeah. There's no doubt that the work that he put in, the way he talked about it, the way, you know, it, it kind of created a whole culture around it. And, uh, you know, it was something drastically different. Um, so yeah. I, that, that to me, I, th- I really think he's truly operating. And we may not like, some people may not like the direction that he's going and thinking, but he is evolving the way he thinks of video game development. Yeah. And I think he's got a, you know, he's onto something. And I don't think any any singular developer created anywhere near as many waves as he did. No, this no, definitely not. And and, and not not in a way just by saying controversial stuff. And by yeah. actually giving like insight. Well, I think his game was actually very controversial, but I think in the end he sort of prevailed. That's what I mean. Like, like it, he wasn't just running his mouth and saying stupid things. Like people, a lot of critics trashed that game. I mean. Thoroughly trashed that game, yeah. and yet a lot of people were like, "No, wait, this is actually really good." Yeah, I, I saw an article today, but it, people are still playing it, you know. And I saw an article today that like the guy just finished the game, and he's like, "This really broke through to me," and it it, it spoke to me about the importance of like community and like local like efforts working with people around you, and, yeah, in a way that no, no other medium had, yeah, and. You know, that that's what Kojima promised all along. You know, he, he said, I'm doing something different, and that's just it. You're going to, I'm going to do it my way, and it's going to be bonkers, and it's going to, you know, I, I just, yeah. He, he, he set a tone and made a mark on gaming in 2019, unlike any other mm-hmm. actual developer. Yeah. And, and, you know, the executives are kind of a whole different aspect, but. Yeah, this, I mean, like we just said, this went hand in hand. You know, Microsoft dominated the headlines. And who was it speaking for Microsoft? It was Phil Spencer. Yeah. So so for me, this had to be Phil Spencer just because, I mean, he was everywhere. Yeah. Truly. Like every week. Yeah. You know, the mixer deals. Even people like on Reset Era were like, I'm tired of talking about Phil Spencer. I mean, like, (laughs) You know, there, there's a lot of people well, that, like, they get kind of testy about speaking about Phil Spencer just because they talk about him so much. And I think the thing about Phil, though, is, and, and our GameSpot wrote an article titled, Phil Spencer is exactly what you think he is. Yeah. He, you can tell he's just a genuine, like, I love gaming. And, like, yeah. I'm working my butt off to build this gaming company. He's, like, a relatable guy, genuine. And that's what, gaming needs more people like him. Yeah. Because he's a great ambassador for the whole medium. It'll be real interesting to see what happens next year. Because, you know, I mean, everybody's setting up for next year. Yeah. Well, Sony and Microsoft more so than Nintendo. But everybody's, you know, getting ready. And so it'll be interesting to see what plays out. Um, To play us out. Yeah. I I always wonder, you know, because he's definitely... Built a very successful. People are gonna look at him and look like look at what he built. Somebody's gonna try to hire him. Like, who's it gonna be? Will he stay loyal to Xbox or will he take a paycheck? Well, I, I think mean, he seems like a very loyal guy. It, I, but I think there comes a time mean, and a place where you move on. Well, yeah, but I, I mean, to what? Like, I think he's a real gamer. Oh yeah, to, no, yeah. So like, I agree. Like, if you're a gamer, if this was like your hobby, but it's Sony, also your job. What if Sony's like, hey, we need help? 
Oh, I don't think Sony would go. What What if Activision's like, hey, we have no games. Come help. Yeah, you put, I mean, but I, I don't know why you would here's go a, to it. Here's a $150 million sign-on bonus. Would, would anybody be able to outpay Microsoft? Oh, good good point. <laughs> he, they could counter any offer from exactly. anybody. Exactly. So Google. Maybe, Stadia's a bomb. Come help maybe us. Maybe Epic. They got Jade Redmond over there. Yeah, that's it. Um, biggest story of the year. Uh, I'm going to give this to two. Um, maybe I'll let you go first. And then no, I'll... I don't want to go first cause, because I want to think about changing mine. So. <laughs> That's what, I, 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 I have two different stories. I have... Because clearly... Just go ahead. Well, go. We, I mean, it might be re- recency bias, but clearly the Xbox Series X has got to be... Okay, no, that's I mean, not my direction, be. so take oh, that. Oh, really? No, no. Really? No, no. I mean, that's got to be like well, the biggest story of the year. It's certainly up Because there. it blinds... I just took a different approach. It, it blindsided people. Yeah. I mean, the well, shock... Factor. Except me, because I kept calling it on this show. It, it blindsided so many people, and then the name, the the name itself, Xbox People Series talking X, for a week. Which, which people are still putting out articles saying, you realize... The actual name of it is just Xbox. Like, yeah, it, it's the Series X, but it's it's an Xbox. Yeah, like that's that's the name. Yeah, so it's a series of consoles. Yeah, it's sort of like the Xbox. It was really just the Xbox One, and yeah. then you either had the S or the X, but yeah. the name was Xbox One. Yeah. Um. So it's, it's the same. It's the same thing, but I mean, to me, that's gotta be. I mean, it's the they unveiled the next gen console. Yeah. This year at the Game Awards in a very just, public way. Yeah, I mean, and and did you hear? Did you hear the links they went to to keep it secret? No. They they Phil had a whole fake presentation for <laughs> for the rehearsals. Yeah. Like he, he he got up there. He was reading stuff. Blah blah blah. <laughs> I wonder if it was all obvious. Fake. It was fake though. All fake. I mean, probably. Yeah. Like, was he talking about My Little Pony or something? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it would, yeah, it would awesome. be really interesting to know Pretty what, awesome. what those yeah. fake rehearsals were. And then, you know, he gets up on stage for the real thing. Yeah. You know, I wonder if, like, Sony was sitting in the audience. Like only, and and only, when he was doing the fake stuff, they're like, yeah. shit. I wonder how many people knew. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Jeff had to know. Yeah. Jeff Keeley had to know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's, like, Jeff and then, you know, Phil and whoever. Who else at Microsoft? Whoever supplied the, you know video and yeah. whoever puts the video on yeah like, they're all under NDA though. I, I assume like they were like probably like the only four people that probably know. Uh, so for, I took a different approach so I, I did um, I think that's good though Xbox Series X I, I think for me I did the streaming wars because oh, we true. talked about yeah. it almost every episode all year and then I did this actual streamer wars which was one of my big Things that I'm really interested yeah. in, and I kept calling. You know, these You're companies right. are going to go to war. I think as a they're going to start signing, and then yeah. the Ninja deal was the big. As an ongoing story, I think yeah, that that the Ninja deal was huge. That was definitely the storyline of the year. And then you had Shroud, and then uh, recently Twitch just signed uh, Tim the Tatman and Doctor Lupo, yeah. or huge Tim the Tatman's from Syracuse, so, by yeah. the way. I think we looked at it in two different ways. Like, I looked at it as a singular story. Yeah, no, that's good. And you looked at it as the storyline of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely the streaming wars. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Definitely. 
and it's only going to continue. I mean, the streamers and like Stadia the, the, and right, Cloud, right? Everything about streaming and everybody else getting involved. Twenty nineteen was definitely the year. Verizon, of Facebook, yeah, Tencent, absolutely by far that who was else? the newest story of the year. You see, Bloodstained is on uh, EA Access now. No. By the way. Yeah, it is. I was just thinking about. I, I thought about giving that the best indie game. game. Did you like it? Did you yeah. play it? Oh, I played the like. The, Should I try it? I played like the eight bit yeah, version. Not the new one. No, and I okay. should play the new one. I remember when that. I told you Bloodstained? I actually really liked the eight bit. Was that Pax? And that turned out to be some other game. Yeah, what, what, what game was it though? No, no, I think it was the eight bit version. So I told you Bloodstained was there, but it was like the eight. Oh version. yeah. I so it wasn't right. like. Yeah. But I actually really like that. Because so. I pulled that with you with the Outer Wilds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be very careful this year when I'm walking around worlds, and I'm texting the, you. The Outer Worlds actually ended up being a great game. Yeah, that's what everybody says. There's so many games that I, like Control, I think, probably could have made my list if I had played it this year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just... Because I wait for games to come on Game Pass. Well, there's like just this, so much to play. This becomes you even can't harder possibly harder. play it all anymore yeah. in, in a timely fashion. Yeah. Death Stranding could have been my single player game of the year. Yeah. And my game of the year goes to Death Stranding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, my game of the year, you could probably guess it. it. I had to give it to Apex. I mean, no other game did I sink hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours into. Not and it. The thing about Apex, you know, I've gone after a lot of people, friends and you know, other streamers and stuff. All about the cosmetics. People grinding out games for cosmetics. I never spent a cent in Apex. I was playing that game because I truly love the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love it. I love the gunplay, the movement, everything about it. And it's it just, I love the developer. I think they're very honest and upfront developer. Um, it's just, to me, and the way they announced this game, the way it just came out at us like that was so exciting. For me, it was it was Apex. Yes, yeah. just no no question in my mind. And my game of the year for the second year running, probably third year, maybe fourth. Is it year. Rainbow Six? Rainbow Six oh my god! You know, I was looking at how many hours I put into that game. It's over. It's up over like three hundred and something, which I know is a lot for you because you. Spent, no, it is. You spent like a thousand hours on every game. But. <laughs> no, that, that's that's a that's good. All right, so I think hopefully next episode. Okay, you think we can do it next episode? Most anticipated games of twenty twenty. Yeah. Top ten. Yeah. I already put together my. Well, I'm gonna reorder them. Most I anticipated. Think. I think we should do most anticipated games and like what we expect to happen in twenty twenty. Like storylines. Or should we? Or should, or should we save that for like the next? When is the next one? Is it? Is it after New Year's? The next episode. Well, today's only the twenty second, so it'll be before that. Okay. It'll be like the. Yeah, it'll be the, that'll be the 29th. I mean, I, I was just trying to think, should we do, like, what we expect for 2020? Like, story, story-wise. story Like, yeah. you know, like, when will the cons, next-gen consoles come out? How let's will do a whole do separate. The, Let, let's do a whole separate one for yeah. that. Let's, let, yeah. Next episode, let's do games. And then we'll games. do the next one after that. And then the one after that, we'll do, like, events or announcements or news or whatever. Yeah. That'll be good. I know you want to do some type of like retro reflection. Right? Yeah. Do you want to do? We can do that next week. Do, do you want to do? I know you wanted to focus on tech, but I think maybe we should broaden it. Like, uh, I don't know. Just top everything? ten biggest any anything up. Yeah. Most like, Im- impactful events. Yeah. Of the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. Because like I was thinking like, 
yeah, I don't want to get into it. But I, I, so tackle will actually be a lot of it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of inventions that will made huge impacts. Like biggest impact, I don't know. We'll figure out what the hell to call it between now and next week. I mean, we have uh, sort of sort of one. Yeah, this should be number one. One retrospective in the first Godspeed story. All right, ready for Godspeed stories? Three, two, one. I guess I'm starting. Yeah, I was going to say we better work that the, out. The Cleveland Browns failed to have a single winning season this entire <laughs> decade. Has there ever been a more pathetic you anything know, in history. Whenever, whenever people get talking like, who's the worst team in the NFL? Everybody always goes to like the Detroit Lions the or Giants. or the Bungles, the Dolphins. And I have no idea how the Cleveland Browns <laughs> escape everyone. It, like it, it should just be a singular answer. Yeah, Every, everyone should know it's the Browns. Yeah. I mean, not only not only did they have no winning seasons. They were like the only team to have like an 0 and 16. Yeah, I think they had two of them. The thing about the Browns that always got me too is that it seemed like almost every season they would get like some player and everybody <laughs> would be like, This, this is new, it. This new quarterback this is going to turn it around. He's great. He's a Hall of Famer. Well, turns out he's trash. <laughs> yeah. And they had that one guy, what was it, Peyton Hillis or something? I don't and he was he was on the cover they of Madden. They got OBJ this year. He had he had one like phenomenal year, yeah. and then he was on the cover of Madden, and he disappeared. Like Terrible. literally, just the Madden curse gone. is back. Gone. Uh, PewDiePie announces break from YouTube beginning in 2020. Uh, is there hope for the world? Yes, the world will not <laughs> end because PewDiePie is gone, and I am so sick of this guy's a great G Fuel flavor, by the way, but. Um, Use code Mayor when you buy it. <laughs> Hashtag ad. Um, the thing about PewDiePie that gets me, and he does this on purpose. Like he deleted his Twitter account because he said that media, the media is treating him unfairly. I am so sick of personalities who are making their living off of coverage by the media, yelling that the media is treating them unfairly. Uh, you are making your living because of them. Well, that's the game, isn't it? Yes, but that's what I mean. Shut your mouth. Shut up. Find a better way to get coverage. But then, then their whole livelihood would be gone. Trash. Halo Combat Evolved, the OG Halo, is the next Halo game coming to PC. Testing starts in January. Again. You're going to go back and play again? Again. Again. Because this was the only Halo game that had ever made it. To PC in the first place. Yeah, it was developed by Gearbox. Of yeah, all people. Do you remember that? You, I mean, oh, yeah. I remember I coming it. over to your house yeah. and playing it. Uh, they added like the fuel rod cannon, which wasn't in the Xbox yeah. version. Yeah. And you could literally shoot it all the way across Blood yeah. Gulch yeah. by aiming it like 10 miles And it was online. Into this, it yeah, was online, yeah. And, which was a big which deal. Which the Xbox the didn't have. Yeah, which was a big uh, deal. I'm, I'm going to try it again for sure. Oh, absolutely. And, and I made a prediction. You know, I think they're going to. Literally drip feed us each one on PC. Yeah. Right up until Which infinite. Is good. Up Which until is infinite. Good. They're gonna lead you right all the way to you know, I, I was playing, the whole twenty nineteen. I was playing some just before you came over and uh, Reach? Yeah, it's Reach. Multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, oof. uh I don't know. You know, I that was my first reaction. I was like, this feels so slow. It and was funky. weird. But once I got like once I, I thought I, I thought I, four was weird. Once Reach I readjusted really uh, I was loving it. I really like the guns though. I, yeah, I, I the DMR the, is great. Yeah, they 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 felt really different from. It's controversial. Else, but it felt good. At the, it's funny because at the time, Reach was super controversial because they added weapon bloom. Yeah. And everybody hated that. 
Uh, I thought Reach was genius. I yeah. thought it was great. I just hate the controls. The controls are an absolute abomination. I'm playing it on PC. An absolute so. abomination. <laughs> X, X to sprint. Get out of here. Yeah, Get I'm playing it on PC. Like, I'm trying to pick up the ball. And I'm like, what the hell? Well, you're going playing on? Griff Ball, first of I, all. I'm like, well, I mean, Griff Ball or, or Odd Ball or, or any of them. I'm trying to pick it up. And I'm like, what is going on? I'm pushing X. Uh, this um, one's you. Sony announces DualShock 4 back button attachment uh, for $30 launching in January. I have no idea what this is or what it's so about. So, you know how those. Is like, this their answer to the, to the Elite? Yes. You know how, like, the Elite and this. Scuff has made a big deal of themselves yeah. on being like the main controller company because they put paddles on Scuff controllers. Yeah. So Sony's basically trying to take back a bite of the controller pie, but this thing looks so dumb. But they're trying to do it very cheaply. Yeah, and it looks so dumb. Clever like girl. you, you ta- attach it to the back of your controller, and I didn't yeah. like this at all. Clever girl. Uh, Capcom renewed both the trademarks for Dino Crisis and Power Stone. What? Which one of these are we more likely to oh see return? Oh and my not God. which one do you want to see return? Which one is more likely to return? Um, Power Stone? <laughs> you think so? I think so. I mean, Power Stone just would make sense on, on Switch. Yeah. Or even, or even Xbox One. Or... I got thinking about this. You remember how we were saying... Well, they got to use that Resident Evil engine for something else. Yeah. And I got thinking. Dino, Dino Crisis? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I can see it. It's just, it's, it's I mean, already. What else? What else? I mean, they used to have those other games like Clock Tower and stuff. Yeah. But that, that, I, I don't think they do any of that. You know, well. <sighs> Who made Fatal Frame? Was that? That wasn't. That was Tacmo. Yeah. Um, Clock Tower would, I think it would have a place because that like Dead by Daylight game. It's yeah. basically a multiplayer version yeah. of Clock Tower. I always wanted to play Clock Tower. But they but did that Project Resistance that thing instead, which is the 4v1 thing. So Clock Tower, in a, that sense, wouldn't really make sense. Yeah. But I would love to see Dino Crisis come back. You'd love to see Power Stone. Oh, absolutely. Warcraft 3 Reforged releases very soon, January 28th. Did you ever play the original Warcraft games back in the day? No, not really. No? Because you're, like, you're a big RTS I'm, I'm RTS, yeah. yeah you going really, to play this one? I never really got into Blizzard. This games. is one of the greatest stories ever told. <laughs> Serious. I can't play In RTS's. that day. Do you remember I the Regal? It is a game! It is a game! Like this, I mean, if you're playing an RTS for a story, or you're playing a fighting game for a story, you're sick. You're sick in the head. You should be ashamed of yourself. You know? Well, you're not playing it for the gameplay, because boy, Shame. Shame on you. Shame. The, the, um, Shame. But I did, I, I did sort of like the story in uh, Halo Wars, too. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah, what, what was the question? Doesn't matter. Move on. Yeah. Google acquires Typhoon Studios. Uh, do you think Google will have a lineup capable of making Stadia a thing? No, but I am curious to see if they continue acquisitions. I, yes. I, I am interested. In fact, I, they've I was got thinking, the money. I was thinking today about I wonder if the reason Microsoft is buying so many studios and continues to buy studios is because they're looking over at like Amazon and Google and they're like, oh shit, you know, oh, like, you know, if we're ever going to buy these, we better do it right now. There was a thread on uh, Reset Era about how Nintendo could be painting themselves into a corner because they, a lot of their games are actually developed by third parties. Yeah. And more and more third parties are getting bought up. Yeah. And Nintendo, for a long time now, will not sign a developer for more than a one game deal. Like they, they won't 
they won't buy a developer. They will not offer them more than one game. Wow. And as these de- a lot, of, as we've seen a lot of developers take security. You know, that's why a lot of them have joined Xbox. Double Fine, as they said, well, we don't have to worry about the business anymore. Yeah. You know, we're yep. safe, we're secure. Nintendo may run into some issues with that, with developers that they kind of rely on choosing to sell to Google or Microsoft or Apple or, or Facebook. Or Facebook, yeah. So, I mean, you know. it'll be interesting to see if Nintendo, because they don't have the purse that. Yeah, a lot of these other huge tech giants too, and, and Sony has had I was the same say, problem. I, I heard Sony is um, thinking about going out and buying. Yeah, but, but they don't have um, the, the same financial yeah. reach. They bought Insomniac. They could buy more. Yeah, but they can't buy like fifteen. But they like also, Microsoft did. but they already have a stable DP. Yeah, they do. That they don't really they have to do. worry so much. Yeah, you're right. Oh, uh, this one's you. Uh, Moon Studios. The no wait. Uh, Respawn. No, I think it's you. Okay. Respawn announced the Apex Legends Global Series starting in January with $3 million in prizes. Thank God somebody is going after Fortnite, offering millions of dollars to people. Uh, Am I the last person not watching any of these? Do, do you... Well, I was going to say, do you... When these events get announced, because anybody can play in them, does that make you want to, like, compete? Because it does to me. No, and I know that I might. I, I know that I'm likely never be on that level, um, but it makes me want to. Compete. Not no, like not shooters. Not yeah, shooters. Definitely not shooters. Like, well, you can't compete in RTSs because oh, you don't click fast. No, enough. no, not RTSs. <laughs> fighters, fighters. Yeah. fighters. I do enjoy of all like the competition series. Fighters are by far the most the yeah, ones I, that I, I can see. That. The ones that I can stop and watch. It's one v one. Yeah, it's one v one, and it's just. It's just Something about the community in the fighters. Well, and you don't have to. And I, I, I watch, you know, it's sort of battle like, royale and it's sort of like MOBA the, tournaments. But yeah. it's, it's the simplest thing to watch. You've yeah. got two characters on screen, two players. Yeah, exactly. You don't need to keep track of the whole game. Exactly. And you, and the like, resources being. I tried watching and, Rainbow Six Siege once, and I tried watching, you know, all, any of the shooters out there. Yeah. And like, it kept like, you know, like. We'd follow this guy, but he'd quickly get shot and die. And then like, the, the camera switches yeah. to somebody else, and yeah. he'd quickly die. And then the camera, and I was like, "Forget this! Like, I can't, yeah. I can't do this!" Like, yeah. there's so the camera kept cutting and dying and cutting and cutting. I got, I was like, "No," but you know, fighters, yeah, you, you know, it's it's one v one. You, I mean, even if you know nothing, you gotta practice up. Even if you know nothing about the game, play the next Soul Calibur tournament. Oh, I'd get wrecked. <laughs> I'd get so wrecked. You'd be surprised, I think, though. Um, no, I want to. Just practice. Well, you you have to know like you'd have to be able to count frames and. You know. Well, I I meant more like a local tournament yeah. or something like. Oh, that. Oh yeah, maybe maybe locally. Yeah, That's yeah. how you start. Yeah. Because um, I really do. The first Apex tournament I played in, I got zero kills. I was terrible. The next one I played in, our team got like one hundredth out of seven hundred teams, and now there's another one. Com- this is coming up, so. Uh, like it just gives you something to. It doesn't. For. It doesn't matter if you don't go. Like I don't go in thinking I'm gonna win. Yeah. I I just I want to do as best I possibly can, and it makes you kind of changes your mindset. Like you're trying to get better, and it's just I'm very goal oriented. So. <laughs> uh, this one is me. I think it's me. Uh, Moon Studios, the makers of Ori, are working on an action RPG, according to job postings. 
Are you ready for an action RPG from the guys that made Ori? I am, because as much as I think Ori is great, I really hate when, especially an indie developer, gets shoehorned into doing the same thing over and over again. So, as much as I like the Ori, the first Ori game, I'm glad to see them doing something yeah. new. And I gotta say, I mean, the the quality of Ori makes me wonder, like, yeah. okay, well, what, what else can they do? Right. The quality, I mean, you know, that game comes on, and, and you think of the type of game it is, like, you, you think that type of game couldn't really wow people yeah, in 2019. But, you know, if you go back and you watch, you know, like the Game Awards or, or wherever, yeah. know, whenever they show the trailers for it, people just go crazy. You yeah. Know, you, you get on Reset Era and you read the replies, universally positive. Like, yeah. everybody, everybody just thinks it looks It's like the really, Dark Souls of platform. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just so impressive what they've been able to do. So I'm curious to see what else they can do. I don't even want to read this one, but I'm going to. Modern Warfare became the most successful Call of Duty game of the generation in terms of both times played and dollars generated. Why? Can we end this episode with more bitter hate towards Bobby Kotick? In any way possible. Every year, I swear to you, this is true. Every year, I wait for the bomb to fall out on Call of Duty. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it just never happens. And you mentioned that this has happened for Madden. Madden basically ran itself into... Not irrelevancy, but it's no longer like... Yeah. It's not the cultural event I mean, it, it used it, to be. It sort of happened to Halo. Yeah, but I think Halo's in the position where it can come back. Yeah. Madden, I don't I think... I mean, Halo is never a yearly franchise like No, these no. Guys. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's Madden, when every year, they used to have everybody and their brother excited about Madden. I mean, that's everybody. the other... That's really the other amazing thing, is it's a yearly game, and it just keeps on going. And, and I think... I, th- I think the thing about... I tell myself every year. I've bought, like, the last three. <laughs> and I tell myself, like, I'm done. I'm not buying the next one. You know? like And they somehow... It's like that classic, uh, every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. And they started to get really bad there. Well, Black Ops 4 was a legitimately... Yeah. Anybody... A lot of people knocked Black Ops 4. Both the, the multi, before that. Both the multiplayer and... Uh, the Battle Royale were really good. What was the one before that like took place in space? Like Advanced Warfare. I yeah, think. Infinite, Infinite Warfare. That one was trash. They had Call of Duty Ghosts. Through and through. Yeah, those that, two were like pure trash. Uh, some of the middle Black Ops games, too. I was like... I never really got into the Black Ops until 4. Yeah. Um, so I did... I was able to check out on the series for a while. But now that I'm like streaming and stuff, so many people want to see it. And it's like... The masses are asses. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I'm going to say about talking. <laughs> uh, so next episode, we'll have our most anticipated games of 2020. Looking forward to that. We'll do whatever the hell we're going to call this. The most 10 most influential things of the 20... What do we call this? The 20 teens? The 20 teens. That's what yeah. we're going to call it. Uh, the Consumer Entertainment... Show, I think that's what the CES, CES is. Yeah. 2020 is actually January 7th. Remember sure. how? Remember how I was saying last episode that now there's like a convention like every two weeks. Yeah, there I mean really, CES. There really is. is. CES has been here for a long the time. Game Awards. I know, but the Game Awards was a week ago. It's it's then really CES. It's then really past How? Then there's E3. Like CES used to be mostly like I don't know, big ways. TVs. TVs and like you know, VCRs or yeah. some DVD players. Yeah. But now, like, 
there's cars. Like, it's, it's a major car yeah, show. Yeah, it's changed. Because, like, technology is seeping into so many different yeah. areas. Like, the things that show up at CES now, completely different than things you used to see. Yeah. Like, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. So CES is always a fun show because you have no idea what the hell is going to be there. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's that's the big technology. It's show. one of those shows that I kind of like, and you're right, it's more of a tech show. At one point, it kind of was a gaming show. No. Oh, yeah. And then now it's not at all. It's like yeah. anything. You're right. It, gaming, gaming is like a still footnote. Try and, it's like a footnote. Yeah. And they're going to try and sneak in there. You know, if somebody like, could. Every once in a while, somebody I, I got a feeling that... You like, know, like, like VR might be big there this year. I, I wonder if they purposely kind of try and suppress the gaming. Just because, like, you know... Gaming has so many other shows. Exactly. And so they're probably like, well, you know, this isn't really your show. Like, yeah. I, I think a lot of men, but... yeah. You know, I got a feeling they, they don't want them to dominate. Yeah. Because they know they can't. Like, I think VR could be big there this year. Yeah. But we'll see. And that's it. That's it for God More Unlocked Episode that's 70. It. So you got our Game of the Year awards. Next episode, we'll do most anticipated games, which I'm really looking forward to. Because the one year Matt gave his most anticipated game to Resident Evil 2 and then never played the I told damn you, game. That, that is the Game Pass effect. Because I know. Eventually. I just love it that you gave it your number one most anticipated game and then it came it out and you were is. like, ah! It's still, <laughs> I'm not going to play it. It still is, but you know, when you look at the facts, it's like, it's, you play, it's coming to Game Pass. I remember when you said that, I was like, I'm not really really excited for it. I played the demo and I was like, oh yeah, I think I'm going to get it now. And you're like, ah, I don't think I'm going to get it. Yeah, I, think, I mean, I definitely... Chilled out a little bit. Wait, wait. That demo. I need one more thing in this episode. Can somebody explain to me, by somebody I mean you, how the hell to use Redbox? Because I understand you have to download an app or something now. Yeah. I mean, you can. Because well, Death Stranding's not listed on the machine. You can still do it at the kiosk. It's not listed on the machine. Yeah. So do I got to download an yeah. app and but fish I mean, for it? I wonder if it's still available or if it's also up, but... Yeah, you got to download an app. I can't believe many people in Whitney Point, you, New York, went down there to it. buy Death Stranding. Yeah, that's true. I wonder if it's still there. I'm going to look after the show and see if it's still there. I've been thinking about buying it. Now, I, you're not going to get it in like its actual case. It's gonna yeah, come it's in just like a disc a, or something. Yeah, it's going to come in like a little rectangular case. Uh, but Chris Lantry might have thrown it in a microwave. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I almost bought, I almost bought a Star Wars game Jedi. From, from them. Yeah. But then I was like... Uh, you know that story about Chris throwing it across the street. <laughs> I swear to God, that's not story. just across the street in the microwave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I, down the road. I swear to God, that story played in my head, and I was like, ah, I think I'll pass. Because oh like God. in another year, it'll be ten bucks or whatever. They also, I don't know if I can tell this story. Then. I'll turn the podcast. <laughs> this might be an incriminating story. God won't unlock that.